Husker Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco Realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Hi, Brenton. Hey, Matt. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well as well. Fabulous. What are we going to talk about today? You know what I think we should talk about is property taxes. It's probably more exciting than talking about death. That will be the only two <laughs> things in life that are certain. So um, while property taxes may be certain, there's often some uncertainty about how they work or how they're calculated. So what's the answer? So California, because we don't do anything like anybody else, our property taxes are based strictly on the purchase price of the home when the home is sold. And this traces back to Prop 13, Proposition 13 in 1978, which was um, basically a taxpayer rebellion against the state. And at that point, Proposition 13 changed the way properties were assessed in California. And it used to be that the municipality, usually the county, would reassess a home each year and property values um, even 40 years ago were skyrocketing relatively. And after Prop 13, instead of the home being reassessed each year and the property taxes potentially going higher and higher and higher by huge leaps and bounds, the property tax rate is capped at 1% of the value and the value is pegged, like I said, to the purchase price. And that value is allowed to go up 2% a year but no more than that. All right. That is a wealth of information. That's too much information. But let's break it down into an example. So let's say I'm out shopping for a house with you and I make an offer on a house for a million dollars and my offer is accepted. We go through escrow, we close. What are my property taxes going to be? So they will be based on your purchase price of $1 million. And our current rate, I, I know I mentioned that the property tax rate is capped at 1%. It's capped at 1% by the state, but then counties are allowed to add on additional amounts for things that are passed by the voters. So like here in San Francisco, every parcel is assessed. I forget the exact amount, 200 and something dollars for additional support for teachers. And there are additional additional amounts that bring our tax percentage rate here in San Francisco to call it 1.2%. So if you buy a million dollar house, your taxes would be about 12,000 bucks a year. All right. So that first year, my taxes are going to be about 12,000 bucks. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where Prop 13 kicks in, and California is very different than other states, because as you were saying, Prop 13 limits uh, an assessor's ability to reassess the value of that property. So a year has gone by, the house I bought for a million dollars with you, uh, you give me a call and you tell me it is now uh, worth $1.5 million. Do I need to freak out about what my property taxes are going to be? Nope. What you do is you take your $1 million and you add 2% to it. So the increase in your property value for year two would be $20,000. So what Prop 13 does is it really essentially locks in your property tax rate at what your purchase price is. Because, right. you know, the difference... And a tax bill with a $20,000 increase when, you know, your basis was a million dollars to start with, you're probably, it's it's a couple dollars a year. Yeah, if, if a $20,000 increase would be uh, like 
two hundred bucks a year. Two hundred bucks a year. Yeah. So you know, a hundred bucks an installment payment. Yep. Which is much different than other areas where other states where properties are reassessed uh, once a year by whoever assesses them in, in that state, and that sets your new basis for for property taxes. So. Other states uh, tend to have higher property taxes than California. California has an income tax and, you know, our tax structure is, is what it is. We're not going to dive too deeply into that one because we're talking about property taxes today. We are. Um, well, and as an example, you mentioned other states. The very first house I owned was in Austin, Texas, and I paid $34,000 for that house. And then I sold it about 10 years later for, I don't even know, 150, 160,000, something like that. And then I happened to look oh, at- Oh, I don't know, three or four, what, three or four times what I paid it for, and I can't remember. Well, it's been, <laughs> it's, Nicely done investing, Jackson. I know. It was my start in real estate. Um, and I looked up that house, I don't know, last year or the year before. I was just curious. I wanted to see when the last time was that it had been sold. And the last time it sold- it, sold for like 400 something and the property taxes on it were about i want to say like six or seven thousand dollars a year wow so the the property taxes they had skyrocketed from when i owned it yeah of course i owned it back in the dark ages but um you know and and given a a four hundred thousand dollar house in california your tax bill would be you know roughly like forty two hundred yeah yeah so and you know it was Almost twice that, 1.5 to 2 that in yeah, Texas. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And, you know, there are, in other states, when the property values are increasing, 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 there can be, part and part of the impetus for Prop 13 was elderly people who were on fixed incomes and they were, they were losing their homes because... They'd been there for a long time, and maybe it was even paid off, but then with the property taxes going through the roof, people couldn't afford to stay in their homes. And believe me, I'm not, I mean, I think that Prop 13 has caused some problems, but I think, you know, it... It It it, accomplished what it set out to accomplish. It did. (laughs) That's for sure. So we've talked about, um, you know, we're, we're, we're recording this podcast in uh, year five of, uh, you know, a very strong real estate market where prices have been increasing. Um, in down markets, however, while Prop 13 does prevent an assessor from increasing your property assessment above what you paid, what about when the market turns down? So it doesn't automatically assess it down. I mean, we've had a number of clients in the downturn back in 08, 09, when their property 10, values... 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When their property values were below what their current assessed value was, they appealed. They would go to the assessor and plead their case for uh, why their house was no longer worth $2 million. It was worth $1.2 million. And they were oftentimes successful in getting their their tax basis reduced and... And, and I, then paying less property taxes. Mm-hmm. However, what what as I understand that, so let's say you know I was uh, I purchased a house for a million. The the market you know plummets. It's worth five hundred thousand. I go down to the assessor's office. Uh, I make my appeal with some help from comps that you provided me as my realtor, and they reduced my property taxes. And then voila, magically next month the market takes off again. And suddenly 
my house is, is worth more than what I paid for it. Um, what's going to happen the next time I get my property taxes? It's going to be back up to where it was. But it can never exceed my purchase price, right? Plus your 2%. Plus my 2%. Yep. So, so yeah, so, you know, and downturns, you are able to temporarily sometimes reduce your property tax bill. Uh, but as soon as the market changes, the, the city will keep right up with the market. <laughs> and, there, and, and I do have one more way that your property taxes can go up. The, uh, the tax assessor's office is in touch with the Department of Building Inspection. And if you get a permit for expanding your home, doing a massive addition or some other major improvements that add value to the home, they will reassess. Or they can reassess. They can. This is true. And how often they do and how much we've seen various results, I think, over the years. Let's just say that, perhaps. Yes. <laughs> so we've talked a little bit about how property taxes are set. Um, how, what are the logistics of when they're, they're paid? The, the fiscal year in California runs from July 1st to June 30th. And the property tax bills come out in October. And you, they can be paid in two installments. One is due November 1st, delinquent December 10th. Note to self, I have to pay my property taxes before December 10th. And then the second installment is due February 1st, delinquent April 10th. There's a larger gap um, between when they're due and when they're delinquent. So you get the bill for both installments at the same time. They come in the fall. So don't expect to get a second envelope from the assessor's office in the spring with your spring bill because you already have it. You can mail a check. You can pay it online. You can physically walk it into the assessor's office and pay. You've got a fun story about that one. Yeah, I was at the assessor's office for something once, not tax related, and there was this older gentleman in front of me in line who had a stack probably 20 sheets deep of uh, tax bills with checks paper clipped to them. He owned probably 15, 20 properties in the city and he was paying them one by one, a check for each one. That's adorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we, we've talked about when they're due and how you can pay them. Uh, if I'm buying a house, what happens when I'm in escrow with property taxes? If a tax bill is due during the escrow period, escrow will make sure that it's paid. In other words, if you're within that period, say you're closing on a property today, um, and we're recording this at the end of November. Say you're closing on a property today and that first installment tax bill has not been paid. Escrow will make sure it's been paid and prorate the charge for it between the buyer and the seller. So if you're closing today, November 28th, the taxes that are being paid today will cover July 1st to December 31st. And you as the buyer will only pay the portion of the bill that covers November 28th to December 31st. Right. It'll be prorated out to reflect the portion of ownership for each party. Yep. So the seller's going to pay the portion July 1st to today, and then you pay today through the end of the year. And here's the very important question. Since my purchase hasn't closed... I don't have a new purchase price for my tax basis, so what are we using? So you are paying taxes based on the seller's assessment. And then following your close, so you're going to pay taxes current based on the seller's assessment, their bill, and then within about six months to a year to 18 months to two years, depending on when the city catches up, you'll get your supplemental tax bill. 
what's a supplemental tax bill? It's the tax on the difference in the value between the seller's basis and your purchase price. So say the seller has owned this property since the dawn of time and it's worth $200,000. And then you well, buy- Well, that's what they, they paid for it, right? They paid 200,000 and then like, I'm buying it for a million. Right. So that $800,000 difference between their $200,000 value and your million dollar value, the city's going to tax you on that difference- with what is called a supplemental tax bill. And it'll come in six to 12 months usually. And when it comes, it's usually due in two installments and you, um, you have to pay it. You have to pay it. So, uh, and then at that point, your tax bill will be issued with your basis. Right. So because which the city is, has caught up and done that reassessment based on your purchase price. So because the city, because it takes the, the city a while to reassess the property, at the close of escrow, we're going to use the seller's basis for property taxes, and I could actually receive a property tax bill for one to, to two more years at the seller's old property tax rate. Correct. But at some point, the assessor will notice the day I purchased it, and the day it is whatever they finally notice it, and count up those number of days and assess me for the difference between the seller's basis of 200000 and mine of a million. Correct. So, which is easily planned for because as long as you're saving each month for property taxes based on your purchase price, when the supplemental tax bill shows up, you'll have exactly the amount you would need. Correct. But if you think that you just get like the seller's old tax rate for a while, it's an unpleasant surprise. Yeah, that's... So you need to need to be aware of supplemental tax bills. So, and the supplemental tax bill has uh, a friend, the escape tax bill. Why don't you tell us about that? So, which is when the city assessor's office is so far behind that there's been a transfer of ownership between those uh, assessments again. So they're not just one seller behind their two. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which can make calculating who's responsible for what in an escrow a whole lot of fun. Math is um, hard. Or how about when you purchase a new construction? Um, for oh, example, that's... there are buildings that it takes the city a while to get the new assessor's parcel number um, when it goes from being one construction lot to however many condos it is. And then you're paying at the old you know, developer's rate, uh, a prorated very small portion of, of his rate. And then it goes you know, to the, the value of, of your purchase, which is substantially higher. I mean, you, know, you're, you might be paying based on like a $50,000 basis. Right. Because say it was a vacant lot that the developer bought for $5 million and then your share of that is 10%. Yeah. So property taxes. Death and taxes. The only two things that are certain. I think talking about property taxes was probably more fun or perhaps at least more informative. Definitely more informative. All right. And uh, one more time, property taxes in San Francisco are due when? Let's just give the delinquent dates, December 10th <laughs> and April 10th. And one final question. If it falls on a weekend, what happens? No. What happens if I'm delinquent? Oh, 10% penalty. And, and they don't mess around. They don't play down there. If that if that check crosses their desk the day after, 10%, 10% bam. And if, and if you don't pay it and you don't pay it, they will take your house at a tax auction. They will. They will. All right. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening. Leave us a five-star review and tell your friends.
Usker Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. 